Welcome to episode 10 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's episode, I was joined by American top team amateur mixed martial artist, Kayla Rocco. We spoke about raising awareness for mental health, how responding to one comment on Instagram changed the course of her life, and currently being one fight away from an Invicta contract. She's definitely one to keep an eye on. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Joining me today is the former Cage Warrior Championship, Strawweight Champion, and Ultimate Combat Challenge Grand Prix Strawweight Champion, Kayla Rocco. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'd like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter, so we'll kick this off with some random questions and work our way back to MMA. All right. Sounds great. All right. So what's your favorite musical artist? Mm. Uh, this is a hard question. We're starting off difficult. <laughs> um, I, I honestly don't really have one. I listen to all types of music all the time. I mean, I could literally go from listening to like reggaeton to country music in the same hour. So I don't know. I, I listen to a ton, ton of different, uh, artists and I really can't pick one. <laughs> okay. No problem. Do you have a favorite movie? Ooh, favorite movie. Um, I would have to say... La La Land is one of my favorites. Um, another one is Remember the Titans. It's what classic sports movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are you currently obsessed with? Um, aside from coffee, which I'm always obsessed with, I would have to say shooting my gun. Uh, I recently I bought a gun before my last fight. And it sat in the box for a good like three months because I really just didn't have the time to go shoot. And just recently, I, you know, started going and learning and I am currently obsessed. Okay, what kind of gun do you have? I have a Taurus, I think it's called a G2P, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a Taurus, it's a pistol. Um, I love it. It's, it's like so empowering going to shoot and just like, I feel like it helps me focus and you know, it's a good stress reliever as well. But I, I just feel like, uh, everybody should know how to shoot. You know, I think it's a good skill to have. I agree. I agree. Especially with me being from California. It's like, um, it's almost mandatory. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Definitely not a bad idea. What's your favorite sport aside from MMA or boxing? Ooh, what's my favorite sport to watch or play? Both. Um, I really like to play basketball. I have played pretty much all my life. Um, I really like to watch, hmm, besides fighting. I would have to say football, but I don't really watch sports all that much anymore. I, I feel like whenever I'm watching sports, I'm typically watching fights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, uh, do you have a favorite quote? <sighs> um, favorite quote. I don't. Um, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. You caught me too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that is hard. Okay. I have an easier one for you. What's okay. Your favorite meal. What's, what do you like to eat? Ooh. Like cheat meal, I would have to say pasta. I love pasta, love carbs. Uh, and I really love sushi too. Okay. 
Uh, what's your favorite place to visit? Place to visit? Um, well, I really like going to Panama. Um, I'm actually fighting there again soon. This will be my fourth time fighting in Panama City, Panama. And I mean, I definitely want to venture off to other places for sure. But it's just, it's really cool being able to travel there. Uh, I love the culture. And, you know, just kind of learning a little bit more about it each time I go is really cool. So I have to say that. Now, what's the last book you read? The last book I read was called Untangled. I actually just finished it and it was really good. I highly recommend it. Okay. All right. Great. Now, uh, how did you get involved with the Children's Home of Reading? So it's actually kind of funny how this happened. Um, I fought on June 2nd, and the next day was my birthday. And Facebook has this new thing where you can, you know, when it's around your birthday time, you can choose a charity to uh, have people donate to. And that's literally how this all started out. I was like, hey, why not? You know, let me pick a charity that means something to me, and we'll see if people do donate. And um, a writer based out of Canada, actually, her name's Alex Scafidi. She is uh, an MMA writer and she's an advocate for mental health. Uh, and she reached out to me and wanted to write an article on it just to try to get as much exposure um, on it as possible. So she wrote a really awesome article. And through that process, the children's home actually reached out to me. And we had this long conversation about, you know, what, what we can do to help each other. Um, what we can do to help the kids. And we set up a meeting for me to go to, it's actually Reading. I know it looks like reading, but the city's actually Reading. Um, so I traveled home to Reading, to my hometown, and I met the staff. I got a tour of the children's home. Uh, and we just discussed some big things that we can do together in the future. So I'm really excited to be a small part of that. When you met her, was that the moment you decided you wanted to raise awareness for mental health? Uh, no, definitely not. Um, before I started MMA, I actually worked in mental health. I have a degree in psychology. Um, I took a couple jobs where I was working in men mental health facilities for kids, uh, kids really with mental and behavioral disorders. So this is something that's always uh, been of interest to me. It wasn't until, you know, I, I started to gain this small platform in MMA where I felt like I could uh, do something positive with it, you know, something kind of bigger, bigger than myself. Um, so, you know, over time, I just was like trying to think of different ways that I could help and make an impact. And this one sort of just happened naturally, uh, which is awesome. All right, that's great. Uh, what, what was your role within the Kids Peace Organization? Like, how did you get involved with that? So I, I actually worked there. I was an employee. Um, this was, I think I started working there right before I started boxing. Uh, and I was a crisis interventionist, which was like, honestly, the hardest job in the world. I was basically like a security guard, almost like a security guard and a therapist um, for all of the kids in the building. If a child was in crisis, um, or dealing with a really difficult problem, the classroom staff would call me and, you know, I would have to find the best way of handling it without, you know, anyone getting hurt or, you know, anything else negative happening. So 
that was a really, really challenging job. It actually probably prepared me for the fight game a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a difficult job. Yeah. Very rewarding though. I, I, I would go back in a heartbeat if I could. So you went from there and then did that lead to you getting into boxing or how did you get into No, it didn't. Um, so I actually, after college, I, um, I moved to New Hampshire from Pennsylvania and I moved there alone for a job. Uh, I was really excited to like take my first job away from home and uh, travel and just kind of try to be independent, be on my own. So the job ended up not working out. I left only just two months later, uh, moved back in with my parents, was really struggling, like I was broke, I was lost, I was confused, wasn't sure where to go next. Um, and that's when I got the job at Kids Peace. And a couple days, you know, after I moved home, I, I started boxing. Um, and that was kind of just by chance. I was like going to gym, going from gym to gym, taking advantage of free day passes. And the last gym I happened to walk into was a boxing gym. Uh, and, you know, the rest is just history. Now, did you have any prior boxing experience or just from getting those free day passes and kind of dabbling with it? I, I did not. No, I had no prior experience. My only experience was like watching Rocky movies and thinking <laughs> he was literally the coolest man on earth. Um, but besides that, I mean, I think it was something that like always maybe was in the back of my mind. Like when I was younger, um, I always thought it would be cool to take kickboxing classes or something, but I, I never did it. Um, but yeah, just, I, I kind of walked into the gym. It was the last gym I walked into, uh, and I wasn't even looking for a boxing gym. I was, I was just going to, you know, regular gyms like LA fitness and, and lifting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what made me walk in there, but it, it, definitely changed my life. You had a good amateur boxing career. What made you transition out of boxing into mixed martial arts? So yeah, I, man, boxing is my first love. It, it, I really do love it. I, um, I moved around a lot as a boxer. I was determined to find the best gym possible around me. You know, I really wanted to like find I mean, I, I trained with many great coaches, but I was looking for that perfect fit. Um, I was determined to be a world champion to take things to the next level. Um, but I didn't want to do that until I found like I was really in the right place. So my plan was actually to move to the Bronx. I was going to move to the Bronx, New York, and train with a trainer named Marco Suarez. Um, and four days before I moved, I went to go visit a friend and trainer of mine. We posted this like video of me hitting pads, just kind of messing around. And the right person happened to come across this video. Uh, Dean Thomas commented on the video and followed me on Instagram. And he, he like complimented me. He said something like, she's proper or something, something weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so after he followed me, I, you know, I did my research on him. And I actually hit up a friend of mine who's a huge MMA fan. And I was like, you'll never guess who just commented on my video, Dean Thomas. And he was just like, what? That's crazy. You absolutely have to reach out to him. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say? I'm, I'm moving to New York in four days. Like my car is literally packed up. I said, I have no MMA experience. And, you know, like I'm broke. Like how, what am I just going to pick up and move to Florida? So I don't know. It was, it was a really crazy situation, but I ended up reaching out to him. 
Um, I told him about my boxing experience. I told him, you know, I'm a hungry fighter. Uh, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, reach my full potential in fighting. And after a short conversation, he asked me when I wanted to come to ATT to visit. And, you know, I put my New York trip on hold. I flew down to Florida to visit for about a week. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> now, Dean Thomas is certainly a, a legend in the MMA world. What impact has he had on your career? Oh, I, I can't even put it into words, honestly. He, um, he's a mastermind of this sport. Um, you know, it, it, it's pretty clear that he's able to take somebody from nothing to, um, you know, being, being the best in the world. And that's, that's exactly the kind of person I want to be around. Not only that, but he, you know, he's impacted my life positively outside the gym as well. Uh, Dean is the hardest working person I know. No bullshit, no excuses. He, you know, is always working to better himself in, in every aspect of his life. And, and he just motivates me to do the same. What's the atmosphere like at ATT? Oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's definitely like nothing else I've experienced before. Um, coming from small boxing gyms in the city and then coming to, you know, a gym this, this high of caliber is just incredible. Uh, being surrounded by some of the best fighters in the world is, is definitely inspiring. And, you know, the, the energy in the room is just, you can feel it as soon as you walk in. It's crazy. Is ATT the only mixed martial arts gym that you've actually trained at? Yeah, <laughs> it, is the first, it is the first MMA gym I was ever inside of. That's pretty amazing. This is a gym that, yeah. you know, one of the most known gyms in the world. And it's the first gym, probably the last gym you're going to be it at. Was, it was literally the first jujitsu class I've ever taken. It was the first wrestling class I've ever taken. It was the first time I was ever kicked before, you know, so it it's... It's pretty crazy when you think about, um, you know, me going into the, one of the best gyms in the world and just beginning to train next to some of these high-level fighters where, you know, I knew absolutely nothing. I mean, I had boxing, but it, that's, that's just a small, very small piece of, of you know, the MMA puzzle. So it, it was quite, quite a transition, that's for sure. Being a striker coming from the boxing world, how's your grappling coming along? Oh, it's definitely coming along great. Um, you know, I think some people make the mistake of really just like only focusing on their strength and, and just assuming that their strength is going to, you know, take them to the top. But since I came to ATT, I've been working my entire game. Um, it took a while to really get the basics down, especially since, you know, I'm not necessarily at a gym for beginners. Um, so a lot of it was kind of just like learning things on the go. Um, but I really feel like I have a great foundation at this point. And um, I train with, I train really often with Jillian Robertson. She's UFC flyweight, uh, just beat Molly McCann in Liverpool. Uh, she's a really high level grappler, brown belt, good wrestler. And, you know, we put in hours and hours and hours of working with each other of live grappling. So I'm just really confident um, that if I'm training with great partners, that I'm going to continue to just learn and grow every single day. You mentioned Jillian Robertson. Did, did she play a big role in your training camp when you uh, fought Carmen Milagros? Yeah, absolutely. Um, her specifically and Jose Shorty Torres 
were definitely my uh, main two training partners for that camp. And, you know, they're, they're great partners, great friends. Uh, they both have a lot of talent. And I was definitely uh, happy to be able to work with them, learn, learn from them uh, before that fight. They definitely made me feel very prepared. You have seven fights within the last 13 months. Do you plan on keeping up this pace or was it strictly to try to win the tournaments to get the Invicta contract? No, nah, we, um, we, we're, we're planning on keeping up this pace. Um, I actually fought in two tournaments. I fought in a tournament in Panama as well. So I, I really like that style just because it, it kept me busy. You know, like I've honestly been in a training camp since the day I set foot at ATT. And, you know, I like that just because I'm trying to get as much experience as possible. I'm not really getting any younger. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to making that step to the pros. So just really wanted to get as many fights as possible. Um, I see myself progressing in every single fight. So that's good. Um, and so, yeah, we, we plan to keep this pace up at least until I turn pro. With entering all these tournaments and having, you know, back-to-back -back fights, do you have time to prepare for each fighter or just focus more on your own personal development? Uh, yes and no. We focus on both. It, it can be kind of tough sometimes. Um, you know, we definitely do game plan for an opponent, but at the same time, I'm, I'm practicing for my future in the sport. Um, like sometimes we'll even take time to practice like elbows and I'll be like, oh, coach, I can't even throw elbows. But he'll say, like, I'm not preparing you for tomorrow. I'm pre preparing you for, you know, the future. So um, yes and no, it, it, it's a little bit of everything. After your split decision loss to Kara Greenwell, did you think your opportunity at joining Invicta had passed you by? Um, I didn't think I was going to enter the tournament again. Uh, but I will say, actually, before I entered the tournament, uh, Invicta did offer me a short notice pro debut contract. So I didn't necessarily think that my chances with them were over, but um, I was definitely disappointed to kind of be knocked out of the tournament. I was disappointed to have my first loss, um, but I do think it was a great learning lesson for me, and I can see now why uh, that loss will help me in the future for sure. Okay, so if there was a rematch between the two of you, what adjustments would you make? We actually are rematching. We are rematching in the finals of the tournament, uh, which is – an awesome way to redeem myself. Um, I've gone back and watched that first fight a million times. Personally, I believe that I won the fight. It was extremely close. Um, but, you know, the adjustments are mostly mental. I, at that point, wasn't really good at finishing fights. I wasn't really looking for the finish. Um, since, since I lost that split decision, I've finished both girls that I fought. Uh, and I plan to keep that up, uh, just having like a finishing mindset and going out there and getting the job done. Uh, and that's how I plan to really finish the rest of my fights. Many champions have came um, out of American Top Team. Have you received any career advice from them? Ooh, career advice. Um, I would say something that really sticks out to me, and it's not even really something that somebody said, but just by the way that they act. Uh, Junior Dos Santos is literally one of my favorite fighters. And even though he's a huge, scary looking man, he is literally the nicest, funniest, most just like chill guy that I've ever met. 
uh, in the gym, like you'll always see him smiling. You'll always see him having fun. And that inspires me. You know, somebody who's like been through so much, uh, somebody who's really at the, at, at the top of their game, uh, just seeing him like have fun with it and, and be relaxed, but still focused, you know, still focused and working hard. That, that truly inspires me and just reminds me to have fun with this, man. It's a long journey. Uh, so if you're not having fun and, and, you know, enjoying what you're doing every single day, then really, what are you doing? So he just kind of reminds me of, of you know, what's really important. You know, that's really good to hear because you don't often hear um, this side of a lot of fighters, especially yeah. people who are casual fans. You know, they just, they just see two people throwing blows at each other. They don't understand there's more yeah. to it than this. Honestly, I feel, I feel that way about a lot of people in the gym. Like, Joanna is the same way. You know, she's so cool. Like, she's so easy to talk to, so friendly. Um, I feel that way about Amanda Nunes, literally one of the nicest fighters I know, super chill. Um, you know, so we, we're surrounded by a lot of great, a lot of great people in the gym, uh, a lot of great role models for me to look up to as well. So it's great. Have you had any sparring rounds with either of them? Because stylistically, you and Joanna, you have similar hands, very quick, very sharp, clean, you know, clean boxing. And obviously you were, you know, a, a boxer before. Yeah. When I first got to the gym, Joanna was actually preparing for Jessica Andrade. And I was a huge part of that camp. Um, you know, we did a lot of stand-up sparring. We put in a lot of boxing rounds. But since then, um, I haven't worked with her in sparring too much since then. Uh, they tend to look for, you know, very specific opponents for her to spar with, you know, people that are, are close to her opponent's style. She works a lot with guys as well. So, um, but yeah, I was able to put in some rounds with her and, and it was definitely an awesome experience. Amanda Nunes as well. I think we put in a couple rounds. Uh, she usually spars with the guys. She uh, hits like a truck. You know, it's, it's pretty scary standing in front of a girl like her. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's awesome. She's still an awesome person, uh, awesome partner, really great to work with. How often are you sparring throughout the week? I spar, hmm, I spar like three times a week. We do, um, we do hard sparring on Tuesday, Thursday with big gloves. Uh, and then we do light sparring on Saturdays. And typically I'll, I'll try to spar each of those days uh if not three then then two for sure on august 10th you're fighting jessica artavia and panama in a flyweight belt are you approaching this camp any different than your strawweight belts um no maybe just my diet <laughs> <laughs> i honestly like i'm pretty much a natural flyweight i walk around at like 127 at the most uh, a lot of people were like really concerned as to why i was taking this fight um, I don't look too much into it. First of all, I'm an amateur and I know that these fights are, are experience. It, it's their learning lessons. Um, I also don't shy away from a challenge. She's pretty much the only girl, uh, in Panama that would fight me and she happened to weigh 125. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a good test. I feel like size, people think that size matters more, more than it does, um, I think that if I go out there and, and have a better game plan and, and show better skills, then there's no reason, uh, you know, that she'll have an advantage over me with size. So, you know, that's really my reason for taking this fight. Now, do you already have a date set for the tournament final? 
Yeah, it is uh, October 13th in Tampa. All right, so you got August 10th in Panama, then you got October 13th in Tampa. Yes, sir. How do you compare your time as an amateur boxer to your time as an amateur mixed martial artist? Oh, wow. It's so different. I mean, everything about it is different. It's just like the atmosphere in the gym is so different. I don't know if you've ever been in a boxing gym, like in the city, but it's just, (laughs) I don't know. I can't even explain it. If you haven't experienced it, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, But also like when I was boxing, I was, I was around home. So, you know, it it just felt very different. I was like living at home most of the time when I was boxing, I was younger. I still had all my friends around. Um, you know, being in MMA, I'm, I'm definitely traveling a lot more, which is awesome. Um, I just feel like I'm getting more out of my training as well. Um, there's so much more opportunity for females in MMA, in MMA right now. So, um, you know, I definitely feel those opportunities coming to light and I hope they continue to come. But boxing will always be my first love. <laughs> How can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? So on Instagram and Twitter, I am at KRockMMA. It's K-A-Y-R-O-C-K-M-M-A. Facebook, my fan page, I think is Kayla Rocco MMA. Um, And that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on Early Stoppage today. And I wish you the best on August 10th and October 13th. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, and that'll wrap up today's episode of Early Stoppage with Kayla Rocco. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, peace.